conscious couples, business partners, and singles committed to attracting their dream partner, welcome to the Conscious Couples Podcast, where we share our life, love story, and combined relationship expertise to help you create and consistently cultivate the most magnificent, intimate relationship possible. Never again will you feel hopeless and alone in your intimate relationship challenges. Having accumulated thousands of hours coaching conscious couples and individuals all over the world, as well as starting and growing a global business together, Alan and I are here to guide you and all things relationships. Thank you again for tuning into the one place where it's not about you or me. It's about the the we. we. Conscious couples and individuals, welcome back to the one and only Conscious couples podcast this is episode number 70 70 what a milestone today we have what is your partner avoiding okay before we jump into this episode as always thank you so much next level podcast solutions for producing this show audio video and the rest we appreciate you thank you thank you thank you sweetheart as always what is your intention for today's episode my intention is for our listeners to understand anything that they might be avoiding has some fear underneath it, likely, and how to overcome that so that they can reap the benefits of that. I was I've been avoiding this episode. <laughs> and it's because I'm deeply fearful. No. <laughs> so the main lesson that I want to give right up front here is if you are avoiding something, we've all procrastinated. We've all been avoiding things. We don't do our taxes till the last minute. There's uncertainty, there's fear, there's something underneath that. Fearful it's going to take too long, fearful you're not going to be competent enough, fearful there's some sort of fear in there. And so that's the main focal point for today. Um, You have three scenarios in a relationship. So this is in a relationship context. Mm -hmm. We want to talk a little bit today about what happens when your partner is avoiding something or when you're avoiding something is you often grow apart. And there's there's three scenarios that Emilia is going to get into. Definitely. And for context for our listeners, I want to have each one of you imagining the con- these two concepts. So, and this isn't, you know, just to genderify things, but I want to imagine that there's three relationships. Genderify? Genderify. So like, just talk about the gender. Is that a word? It might be. Cool. We'll have to look it up. But okay. So there we've seen that a lot of men, and we talked about this on a former podcast, a lot of men struggle kind of reaching out for help. They struggle to admit that they need help. They struggle to want to go to therapy, to the doctors, et cetera, right? A lot of people understand that. Now you have a lot of women, on the other hand, who, what is that, the equal equivalent to that? What we found is that through our work, there's a lot of women that will avoid or struggle to ask for help around the math realm, right? There's a Statistically speaking. Yes, statistically speaking. So if you could imagine that these three relationships that we're going to talk about the male and this is you know a heterosexual relationship the male struggles to want to go to therapy to see the value in therapy and the female on, on the other hand struggles with mathematics struggles to see the benefit of this so three couples who have similar characteristics in that regard mm-hmm. just for this example just for this example so you have one of the couples that we're talking about, both of them, they realize that they, so the female in this relationship, she fears math. She doesn't really understand it. There's a lot of uncertainty of what math will do in her life, right? She grew up not knowing much about it. The male in the relationship 
fears going to therapy. And they both realize that in their relationship, this is something that they're both avoiding and have been avoiding like the plague, but yet they determine in their relationship that to be the best that they can be, it's going to benefit both of them to kind of run towards their fear, run towards the uncertainty and run towards what they're avoiding. So in this, this is actually us. <laughs> I didn't realize until this moment you're actually talking about us. I didn't hold that in our, my consciousness, but yeah. Okay. So, um, can we talk a little bit openly about your challenges with math and Definitely. finance and memory? Definitely. And then we'll talk about my challenges with inner work and therapy and the idea of going to therapy. Absolutely. So um, I would say historically speaking, math was something for me. And this is always fun to get into because it's easy for me to get triggered in this arena because of a lot of pain bodies that I have here. So math for me was something that I never had a math teacher that really explained math in a way that me as a female, as a young and growing up, really understood. And so now that I've kind of grown up into my adulthood, I've understood the whys underneath that. When you look at STEM, science, technology, engineering, mathematics, historically speaking, there's not a lot of female math teachers and there's not a lot of do you know any of the stats on this like in not off of, the top of my head okay but, what do you think if you gave it a guess and again don't quote us on this because this is an educated guess i want to say 80 percent yeah of male ma yeah it's male so and and as a result of that when you grow up when there's no little girls playing with blocks in your textbooks that you grew up with and learning the examples there's no little girls that as a little girl learning math trying to understand these concepts it's really important for learning to be able to identify with the person that's teaching you right that's why a lot of us tend to resonate with a movie character that looks similar or has similar characteristics in terms of gender when we watch movies it's like oh that's that's the person that i can relate and this to. is unconscious it's especially when you're young all unconscious yep. all when we're developing and so given that a lot of women have had a disadvantage in terms of the inequities that stem back to our education system. And this is a whole conversation around patriarchy and we won't get into that. But for me, I experienced that and never had a female math teacher. Never, never did I ever. Really? Yeah. Never did I ever experience any female, like picture. A My favorite math teacher was female. That's amazing. Yeah. Mrs. Um, Pryor. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so picture a math book, right? How many math books actually have, like a little girl. If you look at the math books when I was learning math around the late 19, mid to late 1990s, you wouldn't see them. Mm. Right now, thank goodness, and we learn this through Books for Babes, not only are there females coming into books STEM Books for Babes, books, by the way, is a charity that we do every year um, to give books to homes during the Christmas holidays. Underprivileged so they, youth and children. Underprivileged youth and children, mm -hmm. yeah. I just, we got to provide context. You Definitely. also said pain body, by the way. I don't think anyone knows what that means. So I just want to okay. make sure you're communicating with things that people understand. Thanks. So. You're welcome. So, so yeah. So in Books for Babes, what's, what my favorite part, one of my favorite parts in that is that I'm actually see, starting to see books in like second grade and third grade books that not only have like women in them, 
for like the blocks, right? Like, so like this kid had four, this girl, little girl had four blocks. She got one taken away from her. Now, how many blocks does she have? Something like that. Mm -hmm. You actually see those in the textbooks and in the math books and then the finance books now more than ever. Not and then only you that, see all the ethnic diversity as well. I was just going to say ethnic diversity and then neurodivergence diversity and then also accessibility. So like, for example, there's more kids that are in wheelchairs in the examples mm -hmm. of these books, which I genuinely am so proud of how we've evolved in that regard. However, that wasn't the case for me. Mm -hmm. And so when you're young and when you're trying to learn an already very complex um, concept, and it's only complex because it isn't broken down in a simple way that makes sense to you, you struggle to learn these things. And so granted, I was able to get myself to a place that statistically speaking for women is a lot higher than a lot of women have but that doesn't mean that I didn't avoid it that doesn't mean that I didn't struggle in it when it comes around relationship with money relationship with math how math integrated into every single aspect of the world that wasn't the way that I was taught how to think mm -hmm. and so as a result of that the pain bodies that I spoke about earlier are easily triggered whenever we start to go and talk about math and again, less now more than ever. And thanks to my honey, who's been so sweet because his genius zone is math. But <clears throat> there would be instances in my past where it would be really easy to avoid something that had to do with math mm -hmm. or avoid the math part of it. Because you get overwhelmed easier because you feel incompetent in that arena. Yep. Incompetent, incompetent fearful, uncertain, like not intelligent or whatever, whatever it would mm -hmm. be. And so the pain body is a comp, like a culmination of inadequacies mm -hmm. or a lot of pain because I was someone who loved learning, but it felt like that door that no one ever wanted me to open. And so not being able to have someone that wanted that for me or tried that hard, it, it, I had to try extra, extra, extra hard when it came to all this stuff. So okay. easy to avoid, but because I'm an insatiable learner, I've been able to overcome Stuck that. with it. Okay, so what she's describing there is a female's experience in a science, technology, math, and what was the third? STEM? Science, technology, engineering, engineering and math. And a patriarchal so, society. In a patriarchal society, mm -hmm. which is, yeah, 80% male, whatever. Yep. I don't know the exact percentages. Now, I want to flip the script here for a second because this is fascinating. As a male who did really well in STEM, science, technology, math and engineering mm -hmm. i did a very I, I did it out of order there but okay. i do very well with all those things yep. all those things are like for me they feel very at home of course they feel easy they it's all good and a lot of guys can say that too. and a lot of guys can say that yeah it's fascinating and and i went to a college in fact that was 75 percent male mm -hmm. an engineering school mm -hmm. uh worcester polytechnic institute for those of you who don't know kind of like a mini mit a little over a year and a half ago, I attended my first relationship call with Alan and Amelia. And as a single mother, I was very curious what I was actually going to be able to take away from it. Um, I was very blown away with how deep we could actually go in that first session alone. Um, it really opened the doors and opened my eyes to a lot of my patterning and wounding around relationships. Through attending some of their live events and through um, work with them, I have really grown in confidence um, in learning how to love and show up for myself, which was been, has been huge. And it's really set the bar uh, high when in terms of standards for relationships and what I desire and need out of a relationship. 
Uh, they very much practice what they preach and it's so nice to see people working consciously on relationships. Um, again, it's really set the bar high for what I look for and what I desire in a relationship. So I'm super grateful to um, be able to learn and grow from them and be a part of this community. Now let's flip the script here. A little girl grows up in our culture, and again, we're speaking about American culture right now, but I know that this is far more than just America, Yep. where you have a diary. So when did you first journal and have a diary? <clears throat> I would say the concept was introduced to me when I was definitely like around, I would say four to seven Okay. in between that. And right. that was introduced to me, but not my brother. Exactly. Okay. So that is exactly what we're talking about here. So I didn't start journaling until I was 26 years old. Mm -hmm. So science, math, technology, engineering, simple, 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 grew up with it, know it, love it, no avoidance whatsoever. Like mm -hmm. I just live and breathe that. Journaling was introduced to me after 26 years old. So I'm technically only, now I'm 34, so I'm technically only eight years old when it comes to my journaling and self-reflection and that kind of thing. So mm -hmm. this is what we're talking That's about funny. here. So males tend to avoid therapy, inner work, emotional, uh, emotional mastery, emotional intelligence, all these things. Females tend to avoid finance, mathematics, science, engineering, technology. Now there's a, I don't want to do the male-female thing. There's a ton of exceptions to these rules. I mean, one of my best friends in high school, her name was Tara, and she was brilliant in math. Yeah. So I take nothing from that. It's not like it can't be both ways. Definitely. This is just cultural, and it's a thing. Yeah. So to bring this back to this episode, love, there's three scenarios, and, and hopefully everyone out there is reflecting on their own life, reflecting on their own partner, reflecting on themselves within their relationship. Three scenarios, if you don't mind me just giving them briefly. Yeah. Yep. Okay, scenario one is both partners realize these shortcomings, realize they're avoiding these things because most of this is unconscious, mm -hmm. and then they run toward the discomfort, the discomfort. The fear, whatever was avoided. Emilia and I were whiteboarding last night about math and science, and you have a math book right over there, by mm -hmm. the way, and I noticed that you took it out today, which is awesome, mm -hmm. and then I am doing therapy, mm -hmm. and you encouraged me to do therapy. You said you're leaving a lot on the table. You should do that, and I avoided it for three or four months. And you are doing math now, which is awesome. And I've been talking to you a lot about math. And you'd be proud I watched an intro to physics earlier today. Oh, my goodness. Like a re-intro. Okay, so yeah. last night we're in front of the whiteboard. <laughs> and we're doing math. And we're weird. So it is <laughs> we what it is. We were doing like yeah. quantum, what was it, 4D. Yes. It was Four-dimensional. We're not going to. No. We, no. Okay. <laughs> All right. So math on the whiteboard. That's as simple as we get. I basically said, you said, yeah, I've never taken physics. Because we wanted to do work equals I'm not going to go down the physics road. We did some <laughs> physics and Emilia was like, I never took physics. Yeah. Now I'll be very brief about this, but for those of you, of you listening, mathematics is the study of the universe. Physics is the study of the physical universe. Chemistry is the study of matter. Biology is the study of organic living things. Physiology is the study of the human body neuroscience is the study of the human brain and psychology is the study of the human condition and the mind if you don't know those things 
you will never fully understand your own being. And that's my own thesis. And that's how I feel about all the inner work. Right. Going to the layers. Yeah. But you know psychology and neuroscience unbelievably well, mm-hmm. particularly psychology. So you stopped, started at the top of the pyramid and, and worked your way, way down. down. Mm-hmm. I started at the bottom of the pyramid and I'm working my way up. Right. So we're meeting in the middle, which is beautiful, External. which is the point of this episode. Okay. So yeah. your partner being different than you isn't a bad thing. It's only a bad thing if you keep avoiding their strengths because it's your weakness or your weaknesses because it's their strengths. Mm-hmm. So if you want to grow, you've got to turn into the couple that runs towards these things instead of avoids it. And it was challenging, but we have done that together, you and I, and it's made us Every so day. much better. Yeah. So that's couple number one. So I want everyone to imagine then couple number two, which is one of them runs towards what they fear, right? So whether it be the male in this example, um, let's just say Alan, right? Never goes to therapy. I start to run forward into the directions of where my weakness is or where I'm not strong suited in. What AKA is that? physics, math, right. chemistry. And yep. I continue to grow exponentially, but yet Alan, because he's digging his heels into the area of what he he doesn't feel comfortable with and what brings discomfort around the therapy route and internal work and everything, what would that do to our relationship? You'd grow more than I would. I'd build massive resentment. I'd start acting all weird and yeah. getting fearful and scarce. And then I wouldn't pour into your growth because I wouldn't be able to because you can't give away what you don't have. Mm-hmm. And I'd be so fearful that you're going to outgrow me that I would then get even more scarce. And then that fear would perpetuate. And eventually you'd have to break up with me. Exactly. Yep. And we've seen that happen with um, couples, not necessarily the breakup. But yes, we've, we've seen that as mm-hmm. well. But like vice I've versa, couples, vice versa, you and I in past relationships, like there's been that oh, component 100%. where like partner yep. dog heels in, couldn't keep up, whatever. Yep. They're, they're not willing to move towards or lean into the discomfort, the fear, whatever they're avoiding. And because you and I are so growth oriented, it was like we this is not we're growing apart we're not growing together well, you as said a to me i do think you're avoiding therapy and i said well i have this one therapist i really want i reached out she hasn't gone back to me yet that kind of thing the truth is underneath all of it is i was avoiding it right now i do think part of it was i wanted this specific therapist xyz but the point here is you're either growing apart Mm-hmm. You're growing together or one person's growing and the other one is not. And I do want to make sure we get there. Definitely. So so the three scenarios are, babe, synopsis, one, <laughs> two, and three. Go ahead. Number one is both people in this relationship move towards what they're avoiding. And grow. They grow together. Yep. Okay. Couple number two, one of them grows and leans into the fear, leans into what they're avoiding. The other one doesn't they grow apart. Mm-hmm. The third situation, which is the most unfortunate, is and where- And the most common. The most common, absolutely. Is both are avoiding and using each other as crutches to continue avoiding, mm-hmm. and now they both stay stuck together. Staying stuck together, but emotionally growing apart. Right. And emotionally therefore, they're falling out of love with one another, which we're going to get into at In our, our next, next event. Exactly. Okay, so we got to jump because the timer has gone off. Thank you so much, sweetheart. This was this so was good. This was so, so, so good. Mm-hmm. And thank you for your vulnerability about the, the STEM stuff. I of didn't course. realize. Yeah, and STEM yours is journal- my life. journaling. Yeah, I think yeah. I have a couple of cool notes here where I'm excited to be able to bring to the world the inner work version of STEM. So anyways. Yeah, it's interesting. Because it's I easy to say STEM and people get that, but it's not as easy to say the inner work, emotional mastery, all that stuff. So Yeah. What is the STEM of inner work? That would be really cool. That's what I When down. I first met Emilia, I said intuitively, I didn't realize how right I was, but I said, I'm going to teach you the external world, how it works and why it works that way. You're going to teach me the inner world, how it works and why it works that way. And we're going to, I bought her a necklace when I asked her to be with me. 
that has two infinity symbols and a diamond in the center. And it's so cool how much that has been the case. You know, it's like wild. And they feed each other. It's, it's, it's wonderful. So, cool. so enough about us. <laughs> this is not about you or me. It's about me. No. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're going to be doing a free relationship talks coaching session. We have been doing, I should say, free relationship talks coaching every single week. Service Saturday. We allocate one spot on our calendar. Click the link in the show notes. Join us. It's completely free. And I promise you this something powerful will come out of that meeting. That's Even if it's just meeting us, trust me, there's always breakthroughs on the under, other end of this. So if you're fearful, if you're avoiding it, stop avoiding, click the link. You got this. We don't bite, we promise, and we hope to see you there. We only want to see you thrive, mm-hmm. genuinely. And in addition to that, Alan and I, as you've heard it, if you've been listening to our podcast for a little while now, is every single month we host a free live virtual event on the second Thursday of every single month. And that is one opportunity, just another opportunity for you to get around like-minded individuals who want to grow and flourish in their relationship, conscious couples, conscious singles, you name it, they're in that. And it's awesome because every single time we do a different event and this specific event, which we're going to be hosting. Which one is this? How many have we done? I want to say it's like 23. I think this is the 24th. 24th? Yeah, okay. I think this is, I could, again, the numbers that yeah, stick in my head. Memory. I think it's 24. Yeah, it could be. Okay, so <laughs> we're in memory. our 20s. <laughs> you memory. Uh, so we have this one. The date is July. Put in your calendars. Put in your diaries. Put in your journals. Uh, click the link or in the show notes. Or click the link in the show notes mm-hmm. to register. It is July 13th at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the topic is how to not fall out of love with your life partner. And as you can tell, some of the things that we got into today is a really good appetizer for some of the things that we'll get into that event. So click the link, like Alan said, in the show notes. And you don't even have to put that in your diary because it will do it for you. It'll help you register. We'll get you there. You can put on your cozies. You don't even have to have your camera or mic on. We just want you there so that you can benefit from this. When you click the link, put in your email, you will get an email and then you can add it to your calendar. There's Google Calendar, there's Apple Calendar, all the different ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, one last thing I want to say. If you do feel like you and your partner were deeply in love at the beginning and you feel like you have fallen out of love even just a little bit, nip that in the bud ahead of time. This event will help you. Bring your partner or not. Come alone. It's up to you. Mm -hmm. And uh, we hope to see you there. As always, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. It is not about you or me. It's about the the we. we. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Conscious Couples Podcast. We love connecting with the Conscious Couples community. So please make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at Evolve with Amelia and Alan is Lazarus 88 Also, if you or your partner resonated with this episode, leave us a review at the link in the show notes and please share this with someone you love and care about. Until next time, remember, it's not about you or me. It's about the we.